Hello, I'm Allison Raskin. I'm a writer, mental health advocate, and co-host of the podcast Just Between Us. What a coincidence. I'm Gabe S. Dunn. I'm a writer, bisexual icon, wink, and I'm also the co-host of this show. Just Between Us is a variety show where we interview fascinating people, play a ridiculous game called hypotheticals, and talk about things that affect everyone or maybe sometimes just me. We also do a show called Too Long Did Read It, which is a show where we scour the depths of Reddit to find the weirdest, kookiest, most upsetting posts, and then give our opinions. So if you're looking for a new show to check out that goes from silly to serious in the same episode, often multiple times, back and forth (laughs) from each of us, you can check out the Just Between Us feed where we have over 200 episodes waiting just for you. 200 episodes? I know, we've been doing this a long time. And they were very funny. Okay. (laughs) Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's uh, Kyle Meredith. We're taking a uh, couple weeks off here from the uh, Kyle Meredith With podcast, but I wanted to thank you for uh, listening in this year by sharing some of our favorite interviews from 2023. We'll be back with brand new interviews on January 8th. But for now, enjoy this revisits with my interview with Keanu Reeves and his band Dogstar. Hey, man. So we have bad reception in our location, so I guess we have to move. So if you give us like uh, five, ten minutes. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK and WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. Of course, you know what to do. If you uh, if you like what you see and what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones at Spotify and Apple Podcasts at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from you can subscribe to kyle meredith with uh recent episodes on here have featured uh let's see bruno major we had janelle monet stop by uh sam kiska from greta van fleet ian hunter from mata hoople lucinda williams nick hexham from 311 uh, jeff amens and stone gossard of pearl jam those are just a, a few of the recent episodes that you can find on the kyle meredith with podcast and that's me kyle meredith Today, my guest, and I can't believe I get to say this, Dogstar. This is the band made up of Keanu Reeves, 
Brett Domrose and Robert Melhouse. It's been 20 years since they sort of called it a day, even though they get back together and jam every now and then. But this is the official return of Dogstar. And they've got new music that we're going to be talking about. In fact, the uh, the very first single is called Everything Turns Around, which you can hear right now. So we're going to hear about that. And we're going to hear about some more uh, some more of the, uh, the songs that they've been working on for an upcoming album. We'll discuss the journey to making new music, how their 90s songs feel very much like a different band to them, and that the artists of the 70s and 80s, such as uh, Echo and the Bunnymen and Big Star, uh, the way they find their influence into these tracks as well. Uh, Keanu is actually going to go on to mention how much he's been liking the band always, as well as the importance of uh, the Jesus and Mary Chain's Psycho Candy, uh, while Brett and Robert recount a recent Neil Young show they attended. And they all three uh, talk about the time they met. Uh, they, they actually opened, Dogstar opened for David Bowie. We'll get that story as well. We also get to hear about their upcoming show at the Roxy and plans for the fall tour, which I think should eventually cover both coasts from the sound of it. All that and more. Let's get into it with a brand new single called Everything Turns Around. It's Kyle Meredith with Dogstar. Hello. How's it going, Kyle? Again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Dogstar are back. It's been 20 years or in change since we've seen you guys. I think it's around 30 years since the band has started. So, so you know, Ro- Robert, uh, you're one of the co-founders. Maybe we'll start with you. Why now? Why why is this the time finally for the band to uh, to return? How did this happen? You know, we, we've been kind of getting together throughout the years, you know, starting like in 2010 and 11. It's just sort of every once in a while getting together to play. But um, I think something happened really kind of uh, after the pandemic. We were, you know, I think things sort of changed a bit for everyone. And we really wanted to make a record and... Um, you know, Brett had moved to San Francisco, so when he came, we decided to come here to, you know, to sort of get together and maybe go through songs. It really focused us a lot because, you know, he stayed here at the house and we just went downstairs, actually stayed here at the house, went downstairs, and it really gave us some focus and some introspection after that. And we just came up, you know, with, um, we were just hungry to do something, maybe get a sound that we didn't quite capture and we knew we had something else special in us. and. Um, so we gave it a shot, really not knowing anything. And we were sort of bundled up here and holed up here in Silver Lake. And and it worked out really well. The songs just sort of came out of, um, I'm not sure where they came from. But <laughs> it was sort of a magical kind of um, two weeks that we, we had together. I mean, where do songs come from? We, we don't know where songs come from. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't want to know. It's like, it's like, like when they show up. Yeah, it's like making a bolognese. Like, you know, you have all the right ingredients, but sometimes it's like... I love the bolognese that you all make. I mean, and and I mean that too. You know, going back to you know some of the songs, and maybe we'll talk about some of the songs here in a minute. But but even getting into the new one because uh, everything turns around like this. So this is the premiere. This is the return right here. Everything turns around when you have this moment. And maybe I'm just playing off of the title for fun. But does does any of the music does this song get to speak for? 20 years gone at all, Brett? I think it does now that you brought that up. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose so. It wasn't written with that in mind necessarily, but uh, it it does kind of, people keep mentioning that it, it makes them feel a certain way, like a new beginning. So I think we we would like to apply that to us as well, yeah. Sure. Well, and, and I was thinking of one of your uh, songs from earlier last decade, uh, Second Chance, and I thought, 
Oh, oh maybe wow. there's an indirect tie there. I, I wonder if you, I wonder if that's you know e e even a thing. Not consciously. <laughs> Not like a, a part two or anything. It's just. Um... No, I don't think so. Wow, that's a that's a deep cut there you found. <laughs> and and that that's also the thing. It's like thinking about the world that you were all in when you left and where it is now. I mean, it's almost like I, I don't I don't know. You know, sometimes it's just friends getting together, right? Sometimes it's friends getting getting together, and and it's it's folks like me who make a bigger deal. <laughs> but it's like it's like you know, even rock is almost back to the underground. You know, it it doesn't feel the same. Now, Keanu, maybe you can speak to that. I mean, what is it to be in Dogstar 20 years later? I, it's been fun. It's been really creative. And, uh, you know, it's for me, it's super special to be able to play music with these guys. And, um, and I think, yeah, I mean, that for me, that's part of, you know, as we kind of were playing over the years informally, um, it was cool just in the past, you know, few years to like, I guess just, you know, we've all changed a lot, but there's a lot of us, a lot of about us is the same, but there's also a lot different, you know, and I think musically and I can speak for myself, just, um, you know, more time with the instrument and, and it's been, uh, so it was just really cool just to see the kind of present where are we now. And we'll be right back right after this. Tell you there, there are a few things cooler than a great pair of cowboy boots. I mean, I'm thinking of some of my favorite movie heroes, uh, like Clint Eastwood in, in Outlaw Josie Wells, or or Kurt Russell as uh, as Wyatt Earp in Tombstone, uh, the Man in Black uh, from Westworld that comes to mind. Ooh, or maybe Jeff Bridges in uh, in True Grit. Uh, I mean, it, nothing is cooler than seeing those cowboy boots walk into the screen. And and I'll tell you. There's no cooler brand of cowboy boots than Tacovas. And the great thing about Tacovas, they're they're bringing this fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward the uh, all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort style and service. Their western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And the boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And Tacovas is Western to the core. They're offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, they'll get you outfitted. And if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, then you should put on a pair of Tacovas. And you'll see, they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. Tacovas believe in Western for all, and you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink, yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer, and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Just look up the closest store on Tacovas.com. And if you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA, and they include camping. Russ, 
How do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Dogstar. Do you all take uh, much time with the, I mean, I, I know it's probably so much uh, concentration goes into the the fun of, of new songs, but are you still trying the old songs out? I mean, how do they feel? <laughs> they feel a little foreign. I mean, I can't speak for the, the, the guys, but I, I shouldn't, some, I guess I kind of in little ways because we're together playing them. And I think they feel like it's from a distant, they feel so distant. Some, some of them are really feel really good. And, um, and then, it just almost feels like a different band in a way, which isn't necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just, um, it's kind of not really who we are now. In a way, I think yeah. it feels like- Like our taste like, change. Like trying on old clothes that you used, to, they you used to love those old clothes, but there's a different uh, time now that maybe you don't wear that style so much anymore. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you don't feel as comfortable in those clothes. That's kind of what it feels like for me. Yeah, it's like we're not wearing the ripped jean thing. I, it's like you pull out an old pair of pants or sort of, oh, I remember this. I used to, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, oh, and you don't really want to throw it away or give it away, but you don't really want to wear it today either. <laughs> it doesn't fit anymore. Yeah, I, I like Honest Anyway. Like Honest Anyway, I, I love that song. And and I don't know what it means for you. I know what it means for me. And, and I also know that's the thing, right? Because... Because that's the separation. When you're talking about these old songs and the old clothes, uh, there's how you feel about them. You wrote them. You know what they were about. You know who that person was, uh, who you used to be. And for a lot of us fans, it's that that's what it makes us feel like we used to feel. Like, I think that's that's where a lot of the nostalgia comes from. And maybe that's the the separation, right? It's like It's like the looking at old yearbook photos for you but you know when we hear it and you have it i'm sure with your favorite bands too it's that whole like you want to get back to that feeling of how you felt when you first heard that song does that make sense yeah they're like like markers like markers in time when you know you listen to classic musicians and they put like a mark oh that's the time you know yeah i had my first kiss or that's the time i graduated or that's the time you know they become markers yeah i mean i didn't think that we'd have markers with that <laughs> That's very flattering, but I, I know what you mean by that. And I think some of the new material that, for me anyway, sometimes like it'll remind me of some of the older things. Like they'll, I'll hear a chord or a, or a piece or a beat or a bass line. And it's it's sort of like, we're still that band. It's just sort of, we've refined it into a different uh, tone in a way, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you with that. I understand that. <laughs> it's interesting also, uh, I went and saw Neil Young the other night, actually Rob went to the same show. And Neil Young is playing deep cuts that he's never played before. So he said in his interviews. And for me to watch an artist just be 100% artist up there, it was okay to not hear the hits. It was okay to not hear the catalog songs because I was watching him have so much fun and be in his moment that it translated over to me. So it was kind of cool. It was like being in a private living room session with him. And so I think that's kind of how I feel and maybe how we feel about this batch of songs is it's we're so excited about, like Keanu said, how it represents us today that we just, can't, you know, we're enjoying playing these so much. And now we have like, I don't know, 50 or 100 songs to choose from. So it just comes down to what do we feel like doing on this at, at this point in time? And not to say we'll never play the old songs again, but for right now, we're just so excited about these that, that that's where we're at on this run. 
And the new ones aren't necessarily like of the time, like today, like 2023, you know, they don't like, oh, we're doing, this is the new thing. They kind of, to me anyway, they, some of them, the tones, and maybe that's Dave Trumfio and all of us together, the producer, it, it sort of tips the hat, it reminds me of like certain parts of the eighties or certain parts of the late seventies, like some of the tones and some of the influence. Yeah. The sort of the sponge that sort of comes out, that, you know, ring out those things that are so dear to you. They really came out for me in this record. Um, and in, in the best possible way, you know, without like an imitation, they're still original, but there's some kind of like, I don't know. I just became a fan for the first time of my, the band that I'm in. Like, I feel happy to be here. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I'm, love my band so much and it's the first time i kind of felt that way because i just like the the songs you know that brett mckeano crafted so many great you know verses and choruses together it's just yeah it's just um it's a different type of sound but it, it does remind me of a, you know sometimes i'm taken to over there's a british influence and there's this and there's americana and it's it's just all it goes all over the place but yet it still feels cohesive in a way well there, there's a I watched I watched the Bottle Rock show on YouTube and you get to the song and, and I'm guessing on the song titles here because they're I don't know who they're labeled by on the Internet, but Blonde. And somebody said it really feels like Echo and the Bunny Man. I was like, it does feel like really? Echo and the Bunny Man. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you mean there that I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great band. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, we'll play that game a little bit. Keanu, uh, you all walk into a room together. Who are you putting on the stereo? Uh, who am I putting on the stereo? Let's see. I don't know. Friend of mine, this band is cool. The Bobby Lees. Um, some always. Yeah. Which is not the 80s influences that we're talking about. Not that. Oh, you want to go for the 80s influences? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 80s, 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 80s. Like this, um, this is the idea of like, what's the, what is the music that brings you all together? Okay, well, wait, I'm, I'm going to call out. Uh, you just um, quoted Killing Joke. You went, no, 80s, Jesus <laughs> and Mary Chase. Ooh, here you go. That album threw the top the of my head off. Just like Honey. Psycho Candy. Mm, oh my God. That's a great record. Or maybe we play from Pure. And I can hear those. And I can hear the stuff like. You know, there's even like big star in the '70s. I feel like I find in your all sound. Yeah, there's a little big star tip of the hat and an ending piece. Do you find that you're directing yourself towards writing about? I mean, this is the whole thing where you ask, like, is there a thematic thread that sort of runs through it? I, I think you'd put, posted something online about a song. Low, you you took a picture of some lyrics, and it was talking about like women's rights and stuff like that, and and. You know, yeah, you start to get curious. Like, what what does this album start to be about, if anything? Unfortunately, that song "Low" didn't make the record, but it does live, so it'll probably pop up someday. Um, there's not a conscious theme, although there is definitely a theme that we found after we finished it. We kind of sat back after a couple of weeks, and Keanu, I think, was the first to notice it, that there was a, a thread. Um, but it's just that you know, it's it it's just the journey of of life, of emotion, and and you know, um, Keanu, you 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 so eloquently put it. Um, it's like a it's like a guy or a yeah, like this character. I mean, I yeah. feel like I think you know your songwriting. You know, each song has its own individuality and its own story. Like it kind of has a beginning, middle, and an end or a context. And uh, yeah, when I was looking at the 
the lyrics, it was just, um, it felt like it was from this one point of view, but different versions of the same point of view, like a different, like how we all are, right? We, you know, um, it was one relationship like this, or there's some, this is one thing I look for, yearn for, this is another thing that happened to me. So it felt like it had a central character, but just different parts of that character in life, emotionally. And there were songs that didn't make it that, I guess we were unconsciously shaping a narrative because there were some songs that I had written that were kind of political or, you know, there was a song I wrote that was the lyrics were about, you know, the Ukraine thing. And, you know, some of those just didn't make the record. And maybe that's an unconscious effort to keep it um, more intimate to us, maybe, or closer. I don't know. I don't know. Just more fun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it was, but we just, we kind of, I think, wanted a little more, uh, what's the word, levity or lightness to fun. It keeps coming back to fun. So I guess we did kind of inadvertently craft a fun record, even though there's some dark spots on it and some sad points on it. Um, there's a lot of hope. So I think that's hopefully what people take away from it. Allows for B-sides, which is something I dearly miss from bands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, however, those would exist nowadays, you know, digital A-side, B-side, I guess, you know, put out your seven inch or whatever, but uh well, they're bonus track now. I think that's what they call them, right? <laughs> right, a deluxe edition. That's it. You, yeah. you wait, you wait the six months, and then you put it the deluxe edition. That's a... right, right, yeah. And we'll be right back right after this. Hey, everybody! It's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA plus, and they include camping. Russ. How do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Dogstar. And I'm also hearing about the live shows. I mean, obviously, we had you know the festival show that you guys did, but you're playing the Roxy, which... Yes. Yeah, that's a hell of a place for a proper return right there. Was uh, Did that happen for any specific reason? Did you all, want, I mean, was it like, where do we want to do this? Like, why the Roxy? Oh, I think we wanted a classic venue, right? I mean, we were tossing around some classic LA venues, the ones that are left. And uh, I mean, it just, we just kind of, we were bouncing around like a Troubadour or, a, you know, I think Viper Room was mentioned at one time, but it's a little on the small side. So uh, I think it just came down to scheduling, really. Um, we we kind of gave management like a small selection of ones we'd love to do. And and the booking people came back and said, well, here's the one you get. And we were like, that's great, Roxy. We weren't even really, it was kind of a short, kind of a short notice that we yeah. came up with this gig. So uh, we're lucky we got any of them, you know, that, and the Roxy we played before. And it's just a, it's just a hot, sweaty mess. I love it. It's like when you get up on that stage, it's like, you're really at a rock show. You know, there's there's other clubs you play that are like nice and air conditioned. You're like, I'm very comfortable, but the Roxy's like a real rock show. I have AC at the rock No, but I mean, on stage for me, I feel yeah. like I, I love that. I love that feeling of like, I'm working. You know, I'm like in it. Yeah, it's a great stage. Yeah, I don't mean that as like a slight to their air conditioning system. <laughs> I mean that I rock, I sweat on that stage. And I love it. You know, it's... I don't think that'll ever be a headline, but that should be a great headline that came out of this interview right there. <laughs> 
Brett slams the rock. Great venue and the rainbow's right next door, and it's just there's so much history there. The ground zero for rock. Yeah, the sounds good. I mean, so many great shows we've seen there. Pixies, oh god, just endless. And had a lot of experience there, and it's just a everybody that works there is great too, and it sounds sounds great too. That's really important. It's just the, the sound system there is lovely, and yeah, Nick and everybody, they're just they've always been kind. And so that's the one show. You got the tour for the rest of the year. I mean, what, how how much are you Rocky, putting into this? Not. No, so we're looking to tour in August. Um, do like twelve dates, fourteen dates, and then we're hoping to maybe go back out on the like we're doing a kind of West Coast oriented tour in August, and then maybe doing something a little you know go East Coast hopefully in in December. Well, I do hope you make it over here. I'm I'm more on the I'm in Louisville. You don't have to come to Louisville, but just somewhere in the east. But hell, I'll fly out. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. We we tend to go where we're invited. <laughs> just show yeah. up. If you just ask us, we'll show up. Open arms, guys. It's hot and sweltering in Kentucky right now, and we could sure use some entertainment around here. So, right. um, but yeah, you know, it's great seeing you guys on tour. I was reading some of the uh, the tour stuff too, and like, you know, I'm sure I know there's some of the bigger stories of uh, David Bowie. My my other wall that I do sometimes do, it's like flanked by Bowie pictures everywhere. So like, <laughs> like if you've got a Bowie story, this is, I would definitely love to hear it. Oh boy, do we. Oh man. Well, no, I mean, we, yes. we opened for him a long time ago. He was really nice to us. Just getting to meet him was like, oh, he was great. A life altering moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget the call. I was playing, we were, you know, playing ice hockey in Burbank and, I don't know, back then, you know, I checked my, it was a payphone, and I checked a message, and and I heard, it, I heard someone say, hey, David, David Bowie wants to open up, you'd open up for somebody, who's David Bowie? I was like, I know David Bowie, <laughs> it was just this, and um, I thought it was a crank call, I hung up on the person that was I was talking to, I thought they were just, and then turns they called back again, I was like, no, it's serious. I think he was on tour with Nine Inch Nails and he wanted to have a fun local show at the Hollywood Palladium and he wanted a local band. It was on Halloween night. It was night. on Halloween night. In Hollywood, California. Yeah. Right. Get any weirder than that. Remember that? Town had like an axe face from Gene Simmons and we put lights all over the drums and David Bowie came out and um, watched our sound check and that was kind of nerve wracking. I was like, David Bowie's watching us over in the corners. Yeah, he's on the side of the stage. Just in white Duke, Duke like. He's just so mellow. We're like, ah. And he was just like Brett said, and kind of, he was a gentleman, and um, he's our hero. And he's my hero. such a warmth to his energy. It's like yeah. it was like a you know someone just putting a blanket around you when he approached. It's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. would love to see was... that, Bill. And I know those moments are special. Uh, you know, and Daniel Lenoir, you know, getting his seal of approval and stuff like that. Like those are cool moments. Oh, yeah, and he it's... was in the audience. I wasn't nervous at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's my neighbor. <laughs> the good guy is my neighbor. That's what you want to hear right before you take a seat. Yeah. Daniel and Waz in the eyes. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You just really ruined my confidence I now. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> and he stayed for the whole show. He stayed. And, I got and to he stayed him. after. Yeah, that's... And he... <laughs> He's a good guy. mind-blowing when we meet people at that level. He lives like five minutes from here. He's just a local. He's a, you know, he's, he's a fixture here in Silver Lake. He's just a lovely guy. He has lovely house parties and plays and He's a real artist there. Wow. And when you think about like one of the architects of pop culture that has literally changed the world in some way, you know, that's the stuff that's crazy right there. Him and Brian Eno together. Yeah, right. Uh, certainly, 
you know, again, love what you guys are doing. I'm so happy that you guys back. The single Everything Turns Around. What a great return. I can't wait to hear more. I can't wait to see this on stage, too. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a blast. So kind of you. Thank you. And my thanks to Keanu Reeves, Brett Domrose, Robert Melhouse, Dogstar are back. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Again, uh, please do hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around. You do that. I'll give you three brand new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover the new ones at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And after that, head over to WFPK.org. So I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. You get classic tracks. You get the best of new music. We do music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Uh, one of my recent shows featured the music of Funkadelic, Queen, Bob Dylan, uh, Robert Plant, Big Country, The Water Boys, The Tragically Hip, R.E.M., Counting Crows, Matthew Sweet, Jonathan Richmond, Chocolate Genius, Seven Mary Three, Beastie Boys, SWV, and interviews with Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age and Dave Davies of The Kinks. Again, that's just just a, uh, examples of uh, what you can hear every weeknight at 6 p.m. at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. Of course, you can also catch me on the social media spots. That's uh, Threads, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all four of them. The address is all the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Consequence Podcast Network. We will find you. We will find you. We'll be here. We will find you. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brubble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.